0: Hello and welcome to the Reformational Anglican Podcast. Uh, Your host today is myself, Ryan Scott. And you've joined us for the third and final part of the homily on justification. In this uh, important homily, in the third part, Cranmer explains, firstly, that we should not get tangled up in arguments over words. Secondly, he explains what a true and living faith is. And thirdly, he recounts all the wonderful benefits that God has done for us which, when we understand them, make us do good for others and live to advance the glory of God. The Homily on Justification, Part 3 It has been manifestly declared unto you that no man can fulfil the law of God, and therefore by the law all men are condemned, whereupon it follows necessarily that some other thing should be required for our salvation than the law. And also you heard the ancient authors saying, faith in Christ only justifies man. The very true meaning of this proposition that we are justified by faith in Christ only is this. We put our faith in Christ that we are justified by him only. That we are justified by God's free mercy and the merits of our saviour Christ only. And by no virtue or good works that is in us or that which we can do deserve the same Christ himself is the only meritorious cause. Here ye perceive many words to be used to avoid contention in words with them that delight to brawl about words and also to show the true meaning and to avoid evil talking and misunderstanding, and yet preadventure. All will not serve with them that be contentious, but contenders will ever forge matters of contention, even when they have no occasion to do. Truth it is that our own works do not justify us. To speak properly of our justification, that is to say our works do not merit or deserve remission of our sins or make us righteous before God, but God of his own mercy through the only merits and deservings of his son, Jesus Christ, does justify us. Nevertheless, because faith does directly send us to Christ for remission of our sins, and that by faith given us from God, we embrace the promise of God's mercy and of the remission of our sins, therefore scripture uses to say that faith without works does justify. And for as much that it is only one sentence in effect to say, faith without works, and only faith does justify us. Therefore, the old ancient fathers of the church from time to time have uttered our justification in this speech. Only faith justifies us. Meaning none other than what St. Paul meant when he said, faith without works justifies us. And because all this has been brought to pass through the merits and the deservings of our Saviour Christ, and not through our merits or through the merit of any virtue that we have within us, or any work that comes from us, therefore, in that respect of merit and deserving, we forsake, as it were, altogether again, faith, works, and all other virtues, for our own imperfection is great. Through the corruption of original sin, that all is imperfect that is within us faith charity hope dread thoughts words and works and therefore not apt to merit and discern any part of our justification for us and this form of speaking we have used in the humbling of ourselves before god and to give all glory to our savior christ who is best worthy to have it here you've heard the office of god in our justification and how we receive it of him freely or by his mercy, without our deserts, through true and lively faith. Now you shall hear the office and duty of a Christian man to God, that we ought on our own part to render it unto God again, of his great mercy and goodness. Our office is not to pass the time of this present life unfruitfully and idly, after we are baptised or justified, and not caring how few good works we do, To the glory of God and profit of our neighbours. Much less is it our office. After we are once made Christ's members. To live contrary to the same. Making ourselves members of the devil. Walking after his incitements. And after the suggestions of the world and the flesh. Whereby we know that to serve the world and the flesh. And not God. And that faith which brings forth without repentance. Either evil works or no good works is not a right pure and lively faith, but a dead, devilish and counterfeit and false faith, as St. Paul and St. James calls it. For even the devils know and believe that Christ was born of a virgin, that he fasted 40 days and 40 nights without meat and drink, that he wrought all kinds of miracles, declaring himself very God. They believe also that Christ, for our sakes, suffered most painful death, to redeem from everlasting death, and that he rose again from death on the third day. They believe that he ascended into heaven, and that he sits at the right hand of the Father, and at the last end of this world he shall come again to judge both the quick and the dead. These articles of our faith, the devils believe, and they believe also all things that are written in the New and Old Testaments. And yet for all this faith, they be but devils, remaining still in their damnable estate, lacking the very true Christian faith. For the right and true Christian faith is not only to believe that the Holy Scripture and all the aforesaid articles of faith are true but also to have a sure trust and confidence in God's merciful promises to be saved from everlasting damnation by Christ of which does follow a loving heart to obey his commandments. And this true Christian faith no devil has. Nor yet that man which in the outward profession of his mouth, and in the outward receiving of the sacraments, in coming to the church, and in all other outward appearances, seems to be a Christian man, and yet in his living and deeds, shows the contrary. He does not have a true Christian faith. For how can a man have this true faith, this sure trust and confidence in God, that by the merits of Christ his sins are forgiven, And be reconciled to the favour of God and to be a partaker of the kingdom of heaven by Christ when he lives ungodly and denies Christ in his deeds. Surely no such ungodly man can have this faith and trust in God. For as they knew Christ to be the only saviour of the world, so they know that the wicked men shall not enjoy the kingdom of God. They know that God hates unrighteousness. Psalms 5 verses 5 and 6 that he will destroy all those that speak untruly. That those which have done good works, which cannot be done without a lively faith in Christ, shall come forth into the resurrection of life. And those that have done evil shall come unto the resurrection of judgment. Very well, they know also that to them that be contentious and to them that will not be obedient to the truth, but will obey unrighteousness, shall come indignation, wrath, and affliction. Therefore, to conclude, considering the infinite benefits of God, showed and given unto us mercifully without our deserts, who has not only created us from nothing and from a vile piece of clay, of his infinite goodness, he has exalted us unto his own similitude and likeness. But also, whereas we were condemned to hell and death everlasting, he has given us his own natural son, being God eternal, immortal and equal unto himself in power and glory, to be incarnated and to take upon himself our mortal nature with the infirmities of the same, and in the same nature to suffer a most shameful and pain death for our offenses, to the intent that he may justify us and restore us to life everlasting, and so making us his dear children, brethren unto his only Son, Our Saviour Christ, and inheritors for ever with Him of His eternal kingdom in heaven. These great and merciful benefits of God, if they are well considered, do neither minister unto us occasion to be idle, and to live without doing any good works, neither do they stir up in us means to do evil things, but on the contrary, if we are not desperate persons, with our hearts harder than stones, they move us. To render ourselves unto God wholly with all our will, hearts, might and power. To serve him in all good deeds, obeying his commandments during our lives. To seek in all things his glory and honour, not our sensual pleasures and vain glory. Evermore dreading, willingly, to offend such a merciful God and loving Redeemer in word, thought or deed. And the said benefits of God deeply considered move us for his sake also to be ever ready to give ourselves to our neighbours and as much as lies in us to study with all our endeavour to do good to every man. These are the fruits of true faith to do good as much as lies in us to every man and above all things and in all things to advance the glory of God of whom only we have our sanctification, justification, salvation and redemption, to whom be ever glory, praise and honour, world without end. Amen.